0: I'm Wanda Olubala, and this is my podcast, That Social Work Lady. Let's build community. I have nearly three decades of experience in social work. I've only worked in urban centers. The primary focus of my practice is children and their families. I invest in children. I help create environments where children are seen, heard, nurtured, cherished, and safe to explore both their internal and external worlds. I am dedicated to helping adults repair and strengthen their primary relationships in such a way that they bring up competent, healthy, successful families where positive self-esteem and self-concept are the norm. Individuals and families make community. So when I say to you, let's build community, I'm speaking to the inherent human desire to belong. Here is where you belong. Thank you for being a part of my community. Let's build. Hey, everybody. So today I am feeling both excited and rested because after um, nearly 1500 days of complete insanity in America, under the uh, administrative rule of the trumpets and all of their nonsense i have actually had an opportunity to to rest however i want to recognize that the fight however is not over we may be out of or from up under the obvious strands of White supremacy, xenophobia, sexism, misogyny, um, those as the political, governmental rules of the day. So we may be up from under the obvious and um, corrupt tenure of a presidency that has given us all a collective nightmare. For nearly 1,500 days. However, that does not mean that we don't have to still fight every day. We are still living in an anxiety in society where, you know, 400,000 people have died because of a pandemic that was not addressed early on. So there are still 400,000 gaps in our community, that we all feel. In addition to that, you have more, you have nearly 10 million people in this country at this recording who are unemployed. And because employment is linked directly and inexplicably to healthcare, that means that there are 10 million people who are without health insurance in the midst of a global pandemic. In addition to that, we are also navigating schooling from home. So in most communities, schools are not open because we don't have the pandemic under control. So students are at home as their parents are navigating a strange work life or unemployment and School systems are depending on parents to supervise and oversee their child's learning as they are trying to provide learning lessons virtually. So I want to say this because I I don't think that this gets enough. um, We don't talk about it, right? We don't talk about this particular thing that I want to say. In the United States of America, without increasing the budget, without increasing taxes, there is enough money in the federal government's budget to provide every single adult a living wage. There is enough money in the federal government's budget to guarantee housing for all Americans. There is enough money in the federal government's budget to provide a quality, free and appropriate education for American citizens from pre-kindergarten through an associate's degree. There is enough money. There is enough money to clean up these environmental catastrophes that have resulted into, in health care crises in communities all over this country. And we're talking about the water poisoning. We're talking about air pollution. That has resulted in asthma. I mean there is enough money. And there is enough money. To give every single American. Quality health care. There is. It's in the budget. If you've ever had a chance. To look at the budget. And I know most of us don't. Um, but I have. There is enough money there. Some of it has to be moved and reallocated because it's going into stuff that that doesn't matter, that doesn't take care of the United States citizens. Right. It's it's stuff that's that's fluff. But there is enough money for these things. If these are the things that we really want, if these are the things that we are saying are important to us, there is enough. So even though. You know, we're no longer under the rule of of a tyrant. There are still real issues that have to be addressed in this country. And that's going to require that everybody not go to sleep. We can't think that because we voted and we have now changed regimes, right, that all of a sudden, you know, tomorrow, everybody's going to make $15 minimum wage. And that tomorrow, all of a sudden, everyone's health care is going to be covered. And this vaccine that we all are are in need of is going to be tested and tried and ready to go into every American's arm so that we can all go back or create a new reality. That doesn't include us being quarantined and locked up in our homes without school and without proper employment. That's not that's not going to happen. That's 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 fantasy. That's magical thinking. And we can no longer afford to magically think. We can't magic the good stuff. We can't magic living wage. We can't magic an end to the housing crises. We can't magic that. We got to get the work. We got to fight. So we have been able to, thank you, Georgia, make Mitch McConnell the minority leader in the Senate. And now for the first time in modern history, Americans are really aware of how the Senate works. More so than they've probably been in any generation before this, because we watched the Senate work against us collectively. Right. So we were all very angry when the Senate refused to approve COVID relief packages that would have brought care to our communities for eight months. And we were angry when we watched the Senate push through a Supreme Court nomination for someone who was less than qualified than the seat that she that was vacated as a result of Ruth Bader Ginsburg death. We were angry because we didn't understand the hypocrisy. Of that of those moves. How on one hand they can say you have to have a supermajority in order to pass legislation in the Senate. And then on the other hand, when it's something that they want that's going to benefit, you know, the capitalist class. That they could rush it through. So we've been watching the Senate now. We understand how it works. We understand that there can be one obstructionist. That stands in the way of making things happen in real time, for Americans. And we know the importance of minimizing that obstructionist. So we have real work to do as citizens. Our job does not begin and end at the ballot box. If we are going to be true citizens that participate in our society, we really have to do the work. And sometimes doing the work means showing up for some really dull and boring meetings at your local level. Have you ever been to your community police meetings? Because they have those. Every police department has a monthly meeting. Every police department in every precinct has, have monthly meetings specifically for hearing out the community. To build the community relationships. Did you know that? Your precinct has one. Have you been? Do you know who your representatives are on your city council or your aldermans? Do you know who represents your neighborhood at the city level? Have you spoken with that representation? Do they know the things that are important to you? So often in our society, we allow, we give others the right to decide what's going to be important for us. Right? And then when things don't go our way, we get real angry and we want to shout and yell. And a lot of times we're shouting and yelling into or at the wrong person, the person who can't do anything about it. So, like, let's say, for example, the other day um, I had to call my doctor's office because I was billed. You know, they just sent me they just sent this bill and they took this money out of my account I was like, wait a minute, I didn't, I didn't pay. I didn't say get permission for somebody to just take money out of my account. So I called um, the doctor's office and I said, what's going on with this billing situation? And the young woman who answered the phone was very defensive. She was like, well, you, you signed this paperwork. You should know what you signed. I said, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm calling you to get clarity on how this billing took place. And if you don't have the answer, can you put me in touch with the person who does? But your defensiveness is unnecessary. So I could have taken the approach of just giving her tit for tat and going back and forth into this. She's defensive. I can get offensive and we can just argue. That's not going to change the fact that I don't want you taking money out of my account without my permission, without sending me a bill that details the reasons for it or what's happening. Like I'll give you approval and I'm going to pay my bill, but I want to know what you're charging me for. That's a reasonable request, right? But I'm not going to sit on the phone and argue with a receptionist about it. She don't do billing. And that's what we do here, right? We want to holler and yell at whoever's in front of us, not recognizing that that ain't the person you need to be talking to. That's not who you need to be talking to. You stressed out about schooling from home, but you cussing out your your child's teacher online. They're in the middle of their virtual classroom. Do you really think that that teacher is the one who made the decision about your child schooling it from home? Is that really who you need to be cussing out? But that's who you're yelling at. Your order gets mixed up and your door dasher comes and brings you something that you didn't order. And you yelling at the door dasher, not thinking that maybe the mix up happened at the restaurant. So this is the same. So when, so you're you, we, we taking our anger and our frustration out on the messengers and we not dealing with what the, the contents of the message is or who is the sender of the message. But we take our frustrations out on the messengers. Those are the individuals who are responsible for getting to us the information that we have. But they're not the ones who, who wrote the information. They're not the authors. We need to take this to the author's. And in order to do that, you got to know who your authors are. Who really is running your city's government? Right. Who's running your school districts? Who's making these decisions? About whether or not you have access to the vaccine. How do you find out what's in the vaccine and whether or not you have a preexisting condition that would exclude you from being able to take it? So when I say we have to fight every day, we have to be responsible. What I mean is that we have to be responsible for the direction that our communities are now going to go in. We cannot be lazy. We cannot continue to sit back and just let it happen or then say, well, that's their responsibility. If having a road fixed in my neighborhood is disrupting my ability to get down the street, Why would public works care? They don't live on my block. It's not bothering them that it's a big old pothole on my block. That ain't got nothing to do with them, right? Until I call them and I make it their responsibility to come fix it. So we have to take on responsibility for how the communities that we want to live, how we want to live. I want every American, every adult American who is working to receive a living wage. I do not think that that is a handout. I think that is just the way it's supposed to be. I don't think it's a handout to have every single person receive and be provided with quality health care. You need health care. That's how we got in this situation. People had pre-existing conditions that didn't even know they had pre-existing conditions that exacerbated the COVID virus when they caught it. We hadn't been taking care of ourselves. Now, I'm not blaming the victim, but the reality is, is that we have to do better with taking care of ourselves. Right? We just have to do better. So, that means that when it comes down to what happens next in America, what happens next in our society, we have to do the work on our ends as individuals, as members of family, as a part of a community, and as as an American citizen. So you can call it we got to fight every day or you can call it we have to take responsibility to make this place a better place. So that we all can live with the resources that we need in order to thrive. I'm Wanda Olubala. This is my podcast. That Social Worker Lady. Thank you for listening. Let's build community.